I felt that for me, why I went to psych nursing is because they can make the referrals. Mm -hmm. They can help people access um, resources for mental health or treatment or anything in between. Whereas when I was just a clinical outreach worker or anything like that, or a forensic worker or youth worker, I would be fighting like crazy with various governing bodies in BC that provide funding. Like this is why they need it. Mm -hmm. And you're making them jump through all these hoops. It's a system almost designing to keep people oppressed. Mm -hmm. It's there, quote unquote, middle air quotes. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's there. But is it really there? How accessible is it? Mm -hmm. And I would say that when you have your little army of support, it helps it helps fight the bureaucracy to to seek the treatment and services that people deserve to access. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, being in in the community, obviously, with people with disabilities uh, like my daughter and, you know, I I try to be a parent that has a voice and, you know, and, and my daughter's got a great community of friends and, you know, you talk to the parents that are the kids are about to graduate and move into the next stage of their life in adulthood and they have no idea like they're they have no idea and the more we communicate the more we open up and share experiences and and I'm one for that um sadly because I I am a strong woman and a a parent advocate that has really always fought for my daughter and my own life for my own past experiences um I'm very blessed to be able to have the supports for my daughter um, but there's so many that are out there, like you say, that just don't have, um, you know, who are suffering through their own issues. You know, I know a lot of parents that are suffering through depression and I mean, their parents have been taking care of a person with disabilities. They're spent. Mm-hmm. They are spent. Like mm-hmm. they are drinking and they're drugging and they're, you know, those are just some of the medicating themselves and yeah. on antidepressants and, you know, it's, it's really sad. Um, and they have no gumption by the time their child reaches graduation to be able to seek out more in the adulthood. They just, you know, they, it's really, really frightening. Um, but again, I'm hoping like, you know, what we're doing here Mm -hmm. is being able to open up the doors to, you know, allow others to listen, to say, Hey, there is hope. And there are people here like Shalu and lifting up. No, it's all about cultivating that community. Like you Mm -hmm. have to cultivate it. And it's, so odd that it's only the what like last five years we're finally normalizing mental health like Mm -hmm. we face issues every day that should be normal to begin with and so i have three rules when it comes to this Mm -hmm. we have to take away the negative connotation that we need to live a hunky-dory lifestyle (laughs) and accept that being happy takes hard work Mm. um it is really hard being sad and anxious and depressed But you know what? Being happy also takes a lot of work as well. And it comes to working through your day-to-day issues, your day-to-day stressors that on the surface, it's like, oh, it's not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. Well, those stressors are taking you to the grand scheme of things and it can take you to a good road or a bad road. Mm -hmm. So it's important to keep that in mind. And the process can be painful and we have to be aware of it. We have to be mindful of it. The second rule is accepting that we can always improve our ways to emotionally self-regulate and problem solve in a way that is helpful for our well-being. So like you mentioned, people who are self-medicating in harmful ways, um, you can regulate and problem solve in more beneficial ways that's conducive to your well-being and your community and your livelihood. And you should not have to apologize for... um, having boundaries and getting to a healthier place. Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't have to apologize for being yourself. And the third rule is celebrate that we're all on a journey to be happy. (laughs) We just have a different way of getting there. And your organization of Seek Purpose, 
is going to be amazing to cultivate that. It's going to be a great hub for people to come and connect and kind of find their way and find their roots and figure out what direction they want to go in. And so just being here alone is the first step and connecting with Seek Purpose will will help them get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. And we want, we want to have them connect with you as well because mm-hmm. there's some pretty cool things that um, your company offers, yes. which um, I haven't, we haven't talked about. That I, uh, um, this is unbelievable actually, because this is something that, um, you know, is not really common when we finally find the energy to pick up that phone and reach out. Mm -hmm. That's like you were saying in the beginning, okay, well, now I made the appointment. Now I've, now I've got to somehow get into my car and drive all the way over there and tell us a little bit uniqueness about what part of your company offers. So... Uplift Wellness and Counseling offers mobile outreach services. We are licensed and bonded. And okay, just stop for a second. Did you <laughs> yeah. guys just hear that? Mobile. Yes. For those of you who don't know what mobile means, it's not a mobile phone. Okay? <laughs> it means that you literally are sitting here on your flipping couch or in your bed or watching Oprah, looking for all the solutions in your life, and someone's going to be knocking on your damn door and saying, hi, I'm here to help you. Yep. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. Like, so needed. People with general anxiety, yeah. they don't want to get out of their house, but they want help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do you go? You got to go to a hospital and sit in a waiting room. Then I you got to go a s- bar. <laughs> or you go there, right? It can, like we talked about, it can go one or two ways. Mm. And then you're sitting there and then it's like, oh my God, now I'm anxious. Now I'm overwhelmed. Who's judging me? Then you go and do your intake and then it's like, well, how long do I have to wait? And again, going back to that bureaucracy, I was like, screw it. I'm going to come to them. You call me, I come to you. Isn't that incredible? That's huge. I mean, I I just want everybody to hear what, what you're doing, Shalu, because, you know, something that that trip and that backpacking and that vision that, you know, kind of came down and was planted in your soul is just like I've got goosebumps because, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping this is a platform that is going to allow, you know, others to hear what you can do. And uh, well, not you, because it's higher being that's going to be getting other people, you know, to that place of happiness. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, and offering that type of a service that people can just not have to leave their home. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, please call. That would have changed my life so many times. And mm-hmm. I know like my family is a huge advocate. Um for getting better mental health practices in BC because we just lost uh, my cousin a couple years ago. He was struggling with mental health um, through drug addiction and went to the hospital to get help and they let him go 72 hours, gave him a bus, t- bus ticket and he ended up committing suicide. They didn't call his mom. She had called every hour on the hour making sure they'd call her mm. when he left. Like, you know, and there's no advocate for him. There was nobody to help him, to support him after he left that hospital, they just let him out. And, you know, like, that's the thing. He's not going to go now that he's out of the hospital, go reach out and try and do something else for himself. Like, that was his one thing he wanted to try and do. Now, someone could come to you and you don't have to go out. You don't have to expel that energy. Give everything you literally have just to get yourself somewhere that doesn't even help you. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry to hear that. Mm-hmm. I'm so, so sorry. Well, and- it's- Honestly, it gave, it gave me purpose in life because now hmm. it, it brought me to my own recovery journey where I've got help and I've changed my, my life because of it. So, I mean, God used it to do amazing things. We did get some stuff changed in the mental health field. and That's incredible. Yeah. Hmm. 
And that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. As, as terrible as it is, that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's so there's so much. And, you know, and I, I know lots of uh, people do go to the doctor's offices and pick up and you can get appointments and you walk in there. And, you know, I was just in one of those appointments a few weeks ago with uh, my daughter and, um, you know, and, and uh, most often you leave with the prescription and, and there's no there's no real treatment. You know, I was real sad, actually. I went to... Um, an appointment a few weeks ago with the youth and uh, talking about the issues of, of why he was there and, and whatnot. And um, they were just so quick to put a prescription. And I'm like, well, this is all great. This is maybe something that can help him in the short term. But what about counseling? They're like, oh, he doesn't need to talk about that. He doesn't really want to talk about that. And I'm like, well, none of us really want to talk about what's going on. I, <laughs> I mean, that's why we revert to those um, type of behaviors or, you know, we get to those dark places as, as youth, right? And, mm, definitely. Um, and I was so shocked that, the, that this particular doctor, um, you know, had that take on it. It's like, well, let's get touch base in six weeks. And I'm sitting there thinking... Obviously, again, I'm a strong advocate and, you know, with this kid and, you know, and, and luckily been able to get him to a place of, of goodness and happiness from just loving on him because that's yeah. most kids want to just be loved on. And But on the same note, I'm thinking, how many people are sitting in this office with their children, yep. your youth, or even at a, as adults, yep. they get a prescription, walk out the door and just standing there at these dark rooms in the elevators going, why did I just waste my time doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, like this pill is going to make it all better. Like... They take the pill, then they're still not fixed, and then you sometimes know, feel worse for a while. Yeah, yeah, like really bad because it's the wrong pill, wrong dosages. Then you're going back and trying to fix the dosages, and all they're trying to do is talk about, you know, the dosages and the medication's not working. And it's just like, hello, people, we have, we have something going on inside of us that is a result of why we're feeling the way we feel. Why can't we all talk about those things? Definitely, and I want to say that anybody who's in a position where they feel like they do need counseling, you advocate for yourself, stand your ground, advocate for yourself. When you're at the doctor's appointment, you stand your ground and stand firm and be like, I need help. I need counseling. Where can I go? Can you get me a referral? If it, if you can use it with your extended health benefits or any public services that requires a referral, stand firm on your boundary and get that help, get that referral. Um, because I went through it myself last year. Uh, I was seeing a doctor after a car accident and I had severe anxiety and my pain and then I had situational depression and I kept saying like, no, I want to go see a psychiatrist before you put me on this. Mm -hmm. I could do these tests at home myself. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I can take the exact same psychological test that you're giving me at home and I know I need to talk to somebody. Medication's not the only thing that's going to help me. And so for people who feel like that, oh, no, they're just going to prescribe something, keep you tap into your reservoir of resilience and you go back to your doctor's appointment and you advocate like I need additional help. I need to see a psychiatrist. I need to see a psychologist to help me. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. keep going back. It's Actually, that's so hard good... to do. <laughs> it, it is hard. It is hard. And that's why I'm just saying um, if you can go with a friend or family yeah. to yes. help you or again, just tapping into your resilience and having that day where you feel strong and feeling strong and empowered, you go in there and you put that energy in there and advocate that you have a right to, to access that type of help. It's here. Mm-hmm. I feel like, cause I deal with, um, generalizing anxiety and panic disorder. And so I would go to the hospital or go to the doctor or whatever. And it's like, there's medication, here's Advan, whatever, whatever, whatever. 
And they make you feel like so stupid for because they're like, oh, it's just anxiety. Because I'm feeling like I'm having a heart attack usually when I end up there. And I'm like, something else has to be wrong. Something else has to be wrong. And they just keep pushing, or they used to keep pushing pills at me. I just stopped going. <laughs> yeah, negative symptoms. Yeah. They are a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, a while back ago, I was 10 months without having to take any of my antidepressants. And I had such a bad setback that none of my coping skills helped. Uh, talking to someone didn't help. Um, meditating didn't help. Like, nothing helped. And I was like, okay, last last resort. Mm-hmm. I popped in one of my antidepressants. And I was in bed for three days. Mm. It, was, it, it just it just throws you off course. Not like you asked for it. Mm. Nobody wakes up one day and be like, okay, I'm going to be sad. Like, no, that's <laughs> not the case. If they would have asked me so anything true. about my life, they would have found out that I'm an alcoholic and I'm using drugs that are probably increasing my anxiety. And if I'd stopped doing those things, yeah, it would help a lot. Mm-hmm. And they should have. They should have. Yeah. And... Or, or you're stuck in the other end of it where it's like the onus is on you to bring it up, but you yeah. don't feel comfortable bringing it up. Exactly. You don't feel safe or, or anything along those lines. So it's, it's a lose-lose situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no trust. There's a lot of times, you know, um, being in recovery and going through lots of, um, you know, support and help. Uh, you know, I didn't just sober up and, you know, went to a 12-step program and everything was happy, joyous, and free. I did a lot of outside help, a lot of outside mm-hmm. counseling and courses and support groups and different things in the community that the community offered and being, you know, um, just reaching out and, and being willing to try pretty much anything. Yeah. And honestly, like, you throw, you know, throw shit to the wall, something's going to eventually stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true, right? Because a lot of things didn't work, but I didn't give up, you know, mm-hmm. and... Um, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I have one question. Yeah. Going back is, and this is a question because I was always embarrassed to ask it. Okay. Um, I know the answers today, but I thought it would be important to ask you: okay. Is what is the difference? Like when I'm calling for help, the difference between everybody says psychiatry and psychologist. So, what is the difference between a psychiatrist and a psychologist? Because a psychi- both of them are covered under the BC government, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A psychiatrist is is a medical professional. A psychologist, not so much. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the definitive distinction between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, the psychiatrist went to medical school. They can prescribe medication. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some counseling. Um, not psychologists cannot prescribe medication. Yes. They're more of the counselor. They are more counseling. They help you with deep-rooted trauma and issues and helping navigate through self-regulation, problem solving, reframing, letting go of old issues, helping move forward. So they're not involved with um, prescribing medication, but they are skilled and qualified enough, depending who you go to and what they specialize in. Uh, But many of them are skilled and qualified enough to know how medication can affect Mm -hmm. your overall mental well-being as you're going through or getting help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of heard um, through my own experiences because you know, the psychiatry is definitely through, you know, um, dealing with medication and, and looking at um, that perspective uh, was first and foremost is go to a psychologist and get a connection with a good psychologist. And then from there, that part of your team mm-hmm. can work and introduce a psychiatrist if necessary. Yes. And um, so a lot of people go the other way and never end up to the psychologist, never get to the core issues, never, never start working on those um, deep rooted, yeah. you know, beginnings of where all this came from. Because I mean, when we go to the hospital, 
I mean, you just had beautiful Annabelle. <laughs> yes, I Isn't did. she beautiful? She's amazing. Oh, my goodness. You're going to post another picture of her, right? Oh, for okay. sure. Okay, yeah, she's a proud mama. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, we all, we all are birthed. Yeah. Right? So what's happened since then? Because Life. now we're, right, right? And we all, you know, like you were saying, we don't all wake up and decide that we're going to be sad and have all these issues. But the environment and things that are happening around us happen. And there are solutions out there that we can get to a place that's, you know, Definitely. Nobody mm-hmm. wakes up deciding to be sad. Nobody wakes up deciding, oh, I'm going to be an addict of any kind. Mm-hmm. That is no one's purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. <laughs> I remember looking at, because I had a lot of a, a mental illness and addiction in my family and just being like, I don't think I could live <laughs> like, yeah. like that. Like, I, th- I don't think I'd want to live if I was going through that. And, you know, and then I end up growing up and doing exactly what everyone else did and living through it and going through it. But desperate like you're saying I really didn't want to feel that way I wanted help I really wanted to get better but I just couldn't figure it out I couldn't figure out how to get help and when I tried I felt stupid I didn't know what like I couldn't make my appointments like ever (laughs) I make the appointments and then I'm like I can't leave my house buses are scary (laughs) they are they are scary (laughs) it doesn't matter what anybody says and and for that I blame the fact that generations ago society chose not to talk about it Mm -hmm. we chose to dehumanize being a normal person Mm -hmm. which means going through ups and downs of life yeah everything we just did so such uh they did a really poor job actually in the grand scheme of things maybe back then you know the houses all looked nice and the clothes looked wonderful and the way we were poised and mannered and the way we had to act in school and you know um It's, uh, it's, it was really diluted down the fact that, uh, we weren't, you're right. We weren't able to be human. We weren't able to be okay with crying. I mean, the whole saying of, you know, what are you crying about? You know, stop your crying, stop your crying. What are you crying about? I mean, that's the generation I grew up about. (laughs) Exactly. And now, you know, that's what I love about people with disabilities because they just don't have any filter. They're like, if they're going to cry, they're going to cry. If they're mad, they're mad. If they're happy, they're happy. It's just, they, they really have no filters. Hey, they're just so pure in their emotions. And I learned so much from them. She was doing something incredible for our community Mm -hmm. and she's offering a service. I'm going to let her tell you all about it but I just want to say thank you and like how mm. like we're mind blown and we've been emailing back and forth about how incredible this is. it is it is such a perfect fit because we really yes. don't just want you being here um you know sharing we want we want you to be part of this journey of you know uh filtering people uh because there are going to be people that are going to be picking up the phone that is going to be courage courageous enough to just say hey what was her information and can you connect us and we want to be able to do that we want to be able to bridge you know um the people that are listening uh to you and um and again i thank you so much for it and when when you first told me about your organization of Seek Purpose, I just knew like, okay, this is this is a great opportunity to give back to the community and to endorse how you're cultivating that open community. Mm-hmm. We're humanizing being human. <laughs> We're normalizing it. <laughs> it should have been okay from the get-go. And so to celebrate the launch of Seek Purpose, Uplift Wellness and Counseling would like to offer six fully subsidized counseling sessions regarding family trauma, psychosocial rehabilitation, general anxiety, or trauma-informed practice. Each session is 75 minutes long. It'll be either myself or my team of counselors. We are more than happy to come and meet um, 
clients where they are, whether they want to go for a walk, meet them at their home, or if they'd like to meet in, in an office-like capacity. So we'd like to offer that uh, to seek purpose, to start the ball rolling for people to connecting and getting help. And when I started my company, my mission was affordability and accessibility. Mm-hmm. So every year I apply for funding to offer subsidized counseling for families, whether and a lot of people take their extended benefits, which is like four sessions. What does that solve? Nothing. <laughs> like, come on, Blue oh, we, Cross. You know, we can't get well after four sessions of counseling. <laughs> I just oh, need one. Shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dang it. And Dang. so depending on the household income, um, you're you're going to be given six sessions and they're all fully subsidized based on household income. But to celebrate the launch of Seek Purpose, it'll be six fully subsidized sessions. That's incredible. Because that's amazing. like huge for us because one thing we really want to do is bring people solutions. Mm-hmm. We want to just talk about it and, you know, kind mm-hmm. of sit here and like talk about everything that's going wrong in the world, but we really want to work on the solution. And that that's exactly what you do. Like, mm-hmm. and being able to offer that like actually offer it to our listeners. That's huge. Nothing is worse than being able to hear somebody to have enough courage. And sometimes that that one moment that they have enough courage to pick up and reach out maybe their last. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honest to goodness. I yeah. mean, this is life and death at often in mental illness. Uh, so we don't want to just be having somebody reach out to us and listen and being able to relate to one of our guests. We want to be able to say, yes, we hear you. And guess what? We're going to connect you with this person or this company or this mm-hmm. service. And, yeah. um, you know, if we can't find it, then we as a community can help you find that. Yes. Right. Yes. And that's the most important. And that's also what you offer as well. If you're not able to provide the service that that individual is looking for, you're also going to be able to, um, connect them to the services that, the that will help them get to where they need to be on their journey. Definitely. Of happiness. Oh, man. Lifting. Oh, that's a good question. The fact that I started a company (laughs) was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Say it again. Say it again. I want to hear the name. Lifting up. Uplift Wellness and Counseling. Yes. Yes. I was not going to budge on that name. And when I was incorporating, I kept getting, like, denied. So I had to change the spelling. (laughs) Of it with a Y instead of an I. I'm like, I'm, this is the name. How do you spell it? It's U-P-L-Y-F. Oh, T. Oh, oh, okay. U-P-L-Y-F-T. I was going to say, because I, it's kind of cool to be F'd nowadays, right? We're the millennial of the F'd up. I like that. Up, yeah. I was not going to budge, no matter how much the province was like, sorry, change your name, change your name. And I was like, nope, no, <laughs> let's change the spelling. So U-P-L-Y-F-T. Yes. And is there a website? There is. It's upliftwellness.ca. Wellness.ca. We're going to put it on our on our, uh, on our our cast and our website as well, available. Anybody can check out the website. They can check out the services. And there's a phone number for them to contact with an intake coordinator and they'll get a good one hour's conversation initially to talk about a little bit what they're going through, what exactly it is that they're looking for, and basically an answer directly back, whether we can help them or redirect them and, and guide them in the process of redirecting. Like, I know an organization, I'm not able to help you, but I will hold your hand and get you to the next place at least. Mm-hmm. I am beyond excited about this partnership with you and your company and Thank what you. you're doing and the fact that you came here and spent your time to like hang out with us and oh it was mm-hmm. such such an honor just just to be here and and again when I met Suzanne it was just like we just connected about like it's all about community and building bridges and mm-hmm. 
and there's more to life mm-hmm. and we all deserve to enjoy that and find that we are part of something so much bigger than us we all deserve to experience the journey of getting there and seeing where it can take us as people we've got to learn to to know that our pain can mm-hmm. bring so much joy and so yeah. much happiness and we need to use our pain to move into the next level of our lives yes and uh you know definitely you have uh your story is is pain is progress testimony of that for oh, sure wow. right yeah pain is progress i've got all these little things that i, I want t-shirts do. yeah, yeah <laughs> no. my, my trainer told me that she's yeah. like pain is progress i'm like okay <laughs> so great okay we have a couple rapid questions okay. reasonable questions that okay. i thought we'd just lighten up that we've asked our other panel guests which are kind of cool okay what is your favorite theme song oh or what, what what theme song would you think of that would maybe describe you or anything you from Grease? anything from the movie Grease? <laughs> oh my gosh that's awesome <laughs> i have watched every rendition of Grease, the play well, that's All of their songs. Too. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's right. That's your favorite movie too. I'm guessing. Actually, my favorite movie is Forrest Gump. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, really. I first saw that movie when I was 10 years old in a hotel in Fiji, uh, recovering from E. coli. Wow. Oh, you were recovering from E. coli. Yeah. Oh my I gosh. Ate something that I guess I shouldn't have, and it was a family trip back to go back home. That's where my parents are from. Mm-hmm. So they took me to Fiji, and I was eating like lentils nonstop. And I think I had like meat for the first time after a couple of weeks. Ooh. And my dad took me to a doctor, and I had E. coli, and so I was cooped up in the hotel room. And I turned on the TV, and that's when I first came across the movie Forrest Gump. And I was 10 years old, and I was just, I don't even know how I was able to comprehend that movie at that age, but it just took my breath away. And ever mm. since then, that is my favorite movie of all time. Mm. It's a good one. It is a good yeah. one. In fact, i got to watch that again. Yeah, that is ne- something you can watch over and over I have again. Heard, you know, it's a sign, because you know when you hear messages repeated? Yeah. That's about the third time I've heard that in the last month or so is Forrest Gump, ironically yeah. enough, just in conversation. And then my son was talking about it the other day. And I'm like, now that's a th- maybe I need to watch that again. It encompasses everything. <laughs> life, mm-hmm. transition, growth. Uh, there's aspects of drug use into it. Mm-hmm. Forrest Gump himself, he has mental health. But look at what he went to go achieve. Mm-hmm. Jeez. That's... We have to end there. <laughs> I, I just don't even know if I, I... What other questions do I have other than that? I mean, there's really... That was number one tool. Yeah, do you use one. to stay sane today? Oh boy, humor. Oh, oh, that's awesome. Good one. I love that answer. Humor. Yeah. I probably have a really warped sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> but can you get us with a joke? <laughs> yeah. Oh, now you're just putting me on the spot. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm not good with impromptu stuff. But um, catch me anytime off Next off time. this. I'm, <laughs> I've got quite the sense of humor. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, what do you do when you get angry? Oh, man. So let's see. Recently, I've taken up exercising. Hmm. I couldn't do it for the past year and a half because I was recovering from a car accident. And so now that I've started active rehab, um, I just find that I can really channel it in my like my physio regimen. And it really helps uh, helps me re-regulate. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, it just helps me really re-regulate. Before that, it used to be going for a drive. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah. I used to love going for just long drives at night, country music, windows down. <laughs> country music? Country I never music. thought of you as a country person, a country music lover. Yeah, really? I am. I love country music. Oh, cool. Oh, what's your favorite country music song mm. or artist? Alan Jackson's Good Time. Oh my goodness. And that song was actually uh, my wedding song when I had my traditional East Indian weddings. <laughs> really? Yeah. We, we came That's out awesome. to Alan Jackson's Good Time. No way. Yeah. Oh my gosh, isn't yeah. that great? <laughs> I know, I love country music. So that used to be my thing. But um, after my car accident, I got a bit of anxiety with driving again. And so mm. I haven't gone driving for a while. And I'm, I'm working on uh, overcoming that anxiety. So lately it's been... Um, Channeling it through exercise. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Great. And what is it, uh, something you, you need to let go of right now in your life? Oh. For rapid you know, questions, these are kind of deep. You know, it's, <laughs> it's know. a really good question because it's forcing me to think about something that I've actually been suppressing for a few weeks. Mm. Um, there was some family dynamics. Some, some family dynamics came up and um, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. And it wasn't actually until yesterday I had a really good conversation with my spouse and I was just able to let go awesome yeah that's so good and it was from talking about it with your spouse so it you're was. bringing in another individual yeah I talked about yeah. it with my spouse I talked about okay. it with uh, with a really close relative of mine as well uh, who I trust more than anything and just getting their feedback and their insight and again talking about it yeah. is okay <laughs> there is no shame in it Yay. Uh, talking about it just really helped me get clarity mm-hmm. that's it i love that because i was just so wrapped up in my own thoughts yeah and even going to counseling i couldn't quite separate it and so it was a strange family dynamic that i i began to experience and after talking about it with the right people it's it's been helping me let go of it oh that's so wonderful yeah I love that. When we keep stuff in our brains, our brains do like really awful things with it. <laughs> like, it does. Mm-hmm. It turns it does. into this big scary beast and, you know. It does. And even those ones that out there that, you know, who could I talk to and, you know, that are in that place of not having that support around you anymore. Um, the one thing that I, I turn to, um, even to this day, um, is writing. Yeah. You know, I grab my phone and I can be like, listening to my husband sometimes and it's just like nails on the chalkboard and I'll be just like get on my phone right in front of him and I'll be just like you son of a bitch like if you saw my notes right now one day maybe I'll screenshot one of them it's not a very pretty conversation but I do get out those uglies right and he'll be like you're ignoring me you don't care about me you're damn right I don't care about you but I'm not saying it to him right (laughs) but I am um but when I am journaling I'm, I'm journaling to not myself. I'm taking it to, oh, there's not my mic. I, because I have a, a you know, relationship with a, a spirit. Yeah. And so I'm talking to it. You're preserving your thoughts. Yeah. There you go. You're preserving your thoughts and it's so therapeutic to journal. Mm-hmm. It helps you let go of things. And, and what I find really uh, sentimental and metaphorical about journaling is like you write it down on paper and you can either work through it psychologically, mentally, and emotionally. And at the same time, you're kind of letting go of it, yet you're preserving it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going backwards and reading some of the old journals. Mm. Boy, I'm a definitely changed woman. You know, if you call 
and uh, hook in with uh, Shalou and I got to make sure I say it with a U-P-L-Y-F-T. Yes. Uplift. Um, you know, they'll be able to connect you into, you know, some Definitely. great people to help you get there. So, Definitely. And in yeah. the meantime, if someone is not able to connect with Uplift Wellness, I do want to put it out there, the BC-wide crisis line phone number. Oh, perfect. It's one 800 784 2433. If you are going through a crisis in the middle of the night and you need someone to talk to, call that number. Mm. We can put that in our show notes too. Yeah, we we'll definitely put all this information in there. All for of you guys. it's coming. Yes, definitely. So I think uh, we'll call it. We'll call it a wrap. That was incredible. Just, thank you. Just really incredible, no, Shalou. Thank you. Just oh my goodness, you're just a, a, a diamond. It's just shining <laughs> yeah. so bright. As are the two of you. Aww, can we sweet. keep you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we have discussions. <laughs> yeah. So anything to help our society. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what this is all about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Great. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah. I am so, actually, I'm going to be the first one to contact <laughs> Uplift Wellness. I feel like she has just made it so anybody um, struggling through anything uh, took all the shame away from just picking up a phone and call, asking for help. If you're the one that's struggling and needs to get connected, you have to get in touch with this girl. Her name's Shalou at upliftwellness.ca. That's uplift with a Y, wellness.ca. You've got to check this company out. It is changing the game.